0: Welcome back, everyone, to Point of Sale, the retail supply chain show, where we dive into retailers and logistics and the technology and data that move their supply chains. And happy, of course, to have in person with us, Mark Duca, the CIO over at GXO. Uh, for you, I'm excited. We're going to dive into this because we have two guests, actually, so we got to fit a lot into this 30 minutes. But for someone in your role, right, CIO, why manifest? Why come to a conference like this? What's
1: your main objective, and, and why choose a set of all types of Grace, thank you for having me, first of all. And, I mean, simple answer. I heard you were coming as the, as the <laughs> obvious answer. But looking across the supply chain, Looking across the entire value chain, it's clear that if there is a company in logistics, they're here, yeah. and therefore it's great for connectivity and it's great for a new company such as ours. Gxo, a thousand warehouses, a thousand two hundred global blue chip customers. It's great for us to get the name out there as well. So it works. It works both ways. Good for customers. Good for Gxo.
0: Have you been on the floor yet? and you have been able to see any of the technology? I know it just opened up,
1: but uh, have you got to see anything out on the, the main floor? It's phenomenal. Really it's going on the time. Yeah. yeah. And ESG's playing a massive role as well this year, more so than ever. So, yes, I mean, absolutely. And we're trying to be at the cutting edge of tech. We're trying over a hundred different technologies mm-hmm. at any one moment in time in our warehouses. Yeah. So it's, it's very exciting what we're doing for customers. We're trying to integrate the full solution within the warehouse yeah. and taking a warehouse that is relatively rudimentary from, say, 20 years ago into the warehouse of the future. Uh, yeah. And we're doing that across a thousand warehouse programs. So leading, leading the way in tech and what they're doing is really cutting edge and exciting.
0: I love that. And let's, let's talk about your motto, right? The logistics at its full potential, and I think automation is a huge part of that. Can you tell us what what does that mean? That motto mean to you, and and how do you live that uh, working with
1: your customers as well? So everything we do is is part of this holy trinity when it comes to to thinking about our customers, our team members, and our shareholders, and that drives every decision that we make on this business. When it comes to thinking about logistics and full potential, what we're trying to do is to make you the best version of yourself that you can possibly be within the warehouse. Yeah. Whether it's implementing hardware, software, whether it's having the right labor on the site for both peak and off-season, whether it's managing the pinch points and reverse logistics, we want to drive efficiency, accuracy, and speed through the warehouse. And in some cases, we can see an uplift of, say, 60, 60 picks per hour with a human hand, we can give you an uplift to 350 picks per hour. If you scale that yeah, over the course of a year versus an hour, yeah. you can suddenly see the benefits that you're getting in terms of the amount of revenue you're able to book as yourself as a customer. That yeah, changes your PL. We've had instances where we've had customers see their variable cost come down forty percent, their inventory per skew become far more efficient and their net motor score go up. So it's it's a win-win for everyone and customers make more money when they come to us.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's interesting. You brought up the ESG aspect, and I yeah. I got to do a panel on this yesterday. It's been a big topic throughout this whole conference, and uh, in particular, what's interesting is it's not just environment. I brought this up in in the panel I was on yesterday. It's not just environment. Uh, People think that S stands for sustainability, right? But it's actually social. Social.
1: Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, and I
0: asked the audience, most got
1: it wrong. So congrats to you, you did it, I love that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, Can you talk to us about how,
1: 30,000 team members across our That's especially. crazy. So, so, social is part I let of I led a team of 100
0: people once, and that was a
1: lot. I can't even imagine how to do <laughs> and, and managing the peaks yeah. and troughs yeah. through the year yeah. is so important. So, roughly around a third is part of the So, it's very important to be able to have the managers on site to be able to focus that way yes. and make sure that the operation yes. is still cohesive. So, so, when you look at the environment and the social and the government side of this business, what we're looking to achieve is what the customer wants. We're just to be able to go to their stakeholders and impress them that they're doing the right thing for all those three parties. Yeah. When it comes to thinking about how we how we go about this, this is from the ground up, right from the contracting process on it, where we're writing resiliency in the contract, longer and longer contracts, making sure that we've got the right availability of labour on site to provide the right pin rates. Every check and balance is putting in place for a business such as ours. So social is very important for us. We've got a number of different things to make sure the environment is awake for team members and making sure that people want to work for GXO. It. it feels like a very big family.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny to bring up like the longer contracts too because I feel like even more so from shippers, oh, yes. they're concerned about, it's less of that like book-and-love type of atmosphere, even with warehousing, right? It's more of this long-term partnership now that people are looking at, right? Hard times, you want to know who's going to help get you through these, but also be on the other side as well. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like shippers yes. are looking more for those long-term relationships and yes. longevity of the partner?
1: So you've actually hit on why this industry has changed. A lot of people usually That's just say, well, it's automation. Yeah. ESG plays a role in that. That as well, because if you're going to make a decision, say, for example, your shareholders, and you're a your, your manufacturer, a power manufacturer, your, your shareholders are putting you under pressure to make sure that you are applying to all the different things on the ESG side. You want to make sure that if you're going to outsource your operations in this new world of technology, is that yeah. you're partnering with someone that has a double it's A reason for that has lived it and done it over a thousand different warehouses Yeah. If you're a, an industrial company in the aerospace side, mean, there are so many different companies that are more and more inclined to want to make sure that they are the best in class when it comes to ESG. They have to work with a third party yeah. just to tell that that is best in class. And what's happening in this industry is you're getting a fumble effect. It used to be a game where thirty. Forty-three pls could be at the party. Now it's probably only three or 4 to mm-hmm. talking about scale, ESG, automation. It's causing a funnel effect in this industry, and that's going to be one of the big reasons why the big players continue to take market share. Yeah,
0: it's a uh, very interesting, especially you guys have definitely proved. I mean, for how many years now has that whole plant been automated? It's not. You're going to keep moving forward in that technology, right? And and continue to invest in automation. And it's going to become become a uh, honestly a behemoth. I'm excited to watch you grow, especially the split offs and everyone focused exactly on their different uh, their different tasks. Um, For you. What excites you most about 2023? What do you see on the horizon in terms of the automation, the technology? Yes. Uh, where are investments going to be taking place That's more? Right. I mean, you don't have to give me the secret sauce, but uh,
1: whatever. We're happy to help. Yeah. So we just don't invest today. When you think about this business, so we're, we're trying not to think on a year-round basis. We're trying to think five, ten years out, even in some cases twenty years out. Where is that north start Not just for us, but for our customers. But where they want to go from an automation standpoint? How much yeah. outsourcing do they want to do? What you About what they might do from a near standpoint, there are so many different discussions going on which drive our growth with our customers right now. So it's very much hand -hand. in hand. When you think about the opportunity, the opportunity is huge. Potentially, we talked about nearly doubling revenue, nearly tripling our EBITDA over the period between 2021 and 2027. So the growth is there, but predictability is also there in business models such as ours. These are long duration contracts, infrastructure like in nature. So Mm -hmm. the industrial Mm -hmm. footprint of stock market investing when it comes to logistics, hasn't really seen a company such as ours. There's a, there's a lot that's unique about this business in the visibility that you have. And then finally, on the point of automation, right? Automation is roughly a third of our footprint right now. Yeah. The potential to get to, say, 40% in a very short window of time is very real. A lot of the contracts that were signed today, you mentioned one in particular, a lot of these contracts are 50 to 70% automated. So we're continuing to see a J-curve in automation on the footprints of our warehouses. So.
0: Uh, your personal favourite? What's your favourite type of technology or automation that you
1: have? And it's hard to be through <laughs> honest yeah, such, such a dominant. <laughs> walk
0: up to it, so, <laughs> it was funny too I was uh, walking around uh, the conference and Locus is out there and there's a couple different robotics players and uh, they really do work I will say it's to our audience it's uh, like uh, I was kind of testing them like oh can you really dodge a human and get kind of like football as like trying to get in front of them and they the intelligence is there now I think it's just more of Adapting, adopting that technology into all of our supply chains as well. And going into this uh, season this year, it was a recessionary period. Uh, we are retail focused. Well, of what do you feel like uh, retailers are
1: most concerned with, especially with consumer spending falling as well? That's right, I think it's mixed bag. Yeah. What we've seen in the last, in the last uh, 12 months it is very much a case of having started been in the Eastern Europe, Europe. they made their way through into Europe and then into the yes. UK. The US seems to be largely the way and actually acting relatively normally. We yeah. like right to hide it. Yeah. the <laughs> <debt>. <laughs> <laughs> US consumer never been against it. But exactly. I, I, I do feel yeah. that there are pockets uh, of we must have. UK groceries probably one of but you're seeing a bit of trading down that in that yeah. market. But outside of that, you're seeing here as a strength as well. Yeah, you're seeing strength in luxury in particular. In yeah, So it's a mixed bag. There's no question. Yeah. The consumer definitely. Is the spending the way it was globally a year ago, but I'm relatively really confident about this year. I see the, the second derivative of things, whether, whether it's interest rates, whether it's gas bills, it seems it's getting marginally better over the course of this year. I agree. It's funny. Uh, we, we talked in a
0: segment about called split brain um, <laughs> uh, budgeting, where it's like, well, we'll cut back in certain areas so we can continue to afford those luxuries. And um, I think I agree. I think it's going to be slowly, surely getting back to normal but I also like, things my, my generation shift. Our parents' generation saw what happened, and only, I think a lot of the uh, maybe not the tr- lack of trust in banks, but more of trusting ourselves and doing our research is, is going to keep this a little bit more mild than was in the past, too. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, last question for you <laughs> uh, What are you most excited to see? Who are you most excited to speak? Any panels that you're interested in? Are you open to take any, I learn anything at this conference in particular? And take that?
1: Yes. It goes back to what you said yes. technology. Yeah. There are some phenomenal technology panels here. And it's this is not just about logistics, it's about how technology intermixes with logistics. So, tomorrow, actually, CRO yes. in the US is actually sitting in panel, I believe, right now. Yeah. 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 And it's those kind of panels that I want to see. I want to see how the two can intertwine over so, the next 20 years and 15 years. I love that. Yeah,
0: I think he's going to go wrap up here in a second, too, so it'll be perfect timing. Uh, thank you so much for coming nice
1: out. you, Chris. Thanks for the support yeah. that you've given us in yeah. the last 18 months.
0: Yeah. Huge fan. It's uh it's been a blessing. It came into the industry right when Bradley building was building this behemoth. And, uh, it's kind of interesting right, to now. Look back and see the growth. And now every single uh, every single uh, company is going to grow really completely fast. And what I really love about it too is you each can also depend on each other, right? As RXO grows, they're going to need more warehouses. They're going to need more automation. And you guys have this huge unit put together that's going to really work. Plus, and I keep saying this because I ha- uh, think our so, and uh, actually have a commercial which by the way you need to work on too on freightways that are hilarious uh, the GXO one is, is clean and through the art zone makes me laugh every single time it's, just, it's very funny so uh, hopefully it get you uh, to meet it uh, commercials
1: as well, but. Uh, and you're so right about the growth as well. I mean, we're targeting yeah. eight to twelve percent revenue growth, yes. and we're targeting seventeen percent EBITDA growth. That's very rare for a company in this environment. It just shows mm-hmm. how durationless this model is and the long-term opportunity that's ahead. Of.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for and coming. I so really appreciate. Yeah. I'll find you all next year. Maybe around lunch or
1: something. We've we agree that we're going to see Nelly tomorrow. Yes,
0: that's right. We are going to see Nelly. Yes, yeah, we'll right. get the picture with her for sure. That's right. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, thank you so much nice for us. Love it. And uh, I think Pr- Pranar is uh, taking a little bit of time, so he might not show up. We might have him on the radio show instead. Which means I have like, a couple extra minutes. Do you mind? Okay, cool. Uh, so for you, uh, I guess over the last year or so, uh, who are a couple people we've talked about this right Social people working in the company. Who are some of the all stars at GSO that maybe our audience doesn't know about or uh, would be interesting? Even on
1: the you uh, look at equity, right, uh, women in the industry that people should be invested in, and, uh, learn more about it, so. yeah, You're totally right. So, we've got, we've got a phenomenal, a phenomenal yeah. team. We have so we had, we had a few of them at the investor day, yeah. Um, and what's so impressive about them is the, the amount of experience that they bring to the table, Malcolm. Malcolm. Struggle to find anyone in the logistics industry that knows more than about logistics than that so was, um, <laughs> There is nothing that man hasn't seen. So it's, it's so impressive to be able to listen to the CEO. We've got Bill Frame, who's who's lived everything there is to live. In the days of FedEx, and he built, he's built a great sales team which has developed a very from pipeline in this business that is 18 months' duration, turns twice a year, $2 billion pipelines, well. and the last quarter in Q3. It, it's, a, it's a very exciting leadership team. And what you said in terms of the, the depth of the world, it's been fantastic yeah. on the ESG side, and the yes. operational compliance as well. But the real leadership there, all the driving force behind our AA So yeah. I love the depth and diversity of this team, and it's a very exciting one to work with, with uh, such an energetic bunch.
0: <laughs> How do you think that uh, your, your company is retaining but also
1: recruiting these set of individuals?
0: And uh, Do you think, think, it, is it, it, to, think it's down to the grassroots? Uh, entry level employee, someone working in a warehouse, all the way up. How do you build that culture um, so that it organically grows? So I think sometimes people think, like, things with equity or um, diversity, they think it's like a forced decision that you have to maybe choose someone over another. How do you open up your network to be able to find individuals to diversify uh, the, the workers and
1: see levels we have? at the gym? So we've, we've been blessed with a great potential. drive builds great businesses. And, and GXO is no different. We have seen it time and time again. This is the battle At GXO specifically, what we have is phenomenal HR depth. We're talking about three hundred HR executives operating wow, across yeah. the um, business. Yeah, so we know what's happening um, in every um, business model. From Everything from the restroom through to the microwaves, through <laughs> to the hiring process, it's all about detail yeah. and making sure that every experience, of every team member is top yeah. So it's, it, to us, it's about detail, breadth, and that's, that's how we go about it. But if the HR team was listening to what Mary Claire runs, alongside Karen, the team has really built an artillery force of a phenomenal form of force. It's funny, like you bring up the small things, like even the microwaves
0: and the like... bathrooms. It's so important. It's so, so crazy I mean, how important it is.
1: It changes, yeah. it changes someone's day, and yeah. it matters. Yeah, it matters for retention, uh, there for and that therefore part of the GXO It's, it, it's. I
0: really like that you brought that up because uh, prior to working here, I uh, started a brokerage and you know looking at real estate, and you think to yourself, three uh, uh, PL out of uh, Grand Rapids, Midfield, three. Yeah, fantastic. So, yeah, uh, built, we built that up to about eighty million dollars when I left there. We're about $10 million I think it should be around 120 million, if not more now. Um, yeah, and it's uh, about 100 employees or so. But it's 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 it is really interesting how you think it, different departments, maybe like HR, marketing, might not influence business. I come from the more sales, operations side, right? Like uh, just how the phones and all work out. But then you start to realize, yeah, the details of your attendance policies, the details of the office layout. It all like links up incredibly well together. And I'm happy that. That should realize realizes those small things add up, and when we say about work life balance, right? Yes. That's what yeah. <laughs> if you don't have enough coffee pots or microwaves for everyone to enjoy their lunch during normal time periods,
1: that stuff adds up. Yeah. We do the surveys side by side, we make sure that we collect the feedback and then act on the feedback rapidly. Yeah, and the speed of response is very important to us, yeah. but it's all about the money you shine in the detail yeah. and making sure that what we say is we do and it's not just lip service but we do what we say on the team
0: love that uh, as you move into 2023, is there, uh, like I said, you're constantly traveling. Uh, where should we expect to see you over the next uh, couple of months? Is there any conferences coming up that you're excited to
1: attend? So we love, uh, we love the conference you know, um, yeah. schedule. I think there's, there's, there's a few things. We've obviously come yeah, out with a plan, we've put a lot in the shop window for between now and 2027. And the team knows that it's their job to deliver on that, that 2027 plan. When it comes to thinking about why I'm so excited about this 2027 plan, I don't feel it's a stretch. I feel it's a prudent set of forecasts that we all come together as a management team and say this is something that we believe in and something that we're to get paid behind as well. Yeah. So it's now about delivering on that plan operationally, but also getting the message out there globally. I want to build a shareholder register that is that is the bluest of blue chip just like Malcolm can talk to in terms of our customer base. Yeah. And my goal is to make sure that we have an extremely long duration, uh-huh. private equity-like type type shareholder base. I think we're halfway there, but I think there's still a journey ahead in terms of making it making it that much stronger. So I'm going to get the message out. Uh, there are some interesting conferences. There's the Chamber of Commerce yeah. in March. Uh, there are some some fantastic summer conferences but I'm, I'm going to be making sure that we take people to warehouses i'd love to take you to a warehouse yes where we, where we show people from the ground up like i say what we do is what we, what we say and what we say is what we do
0: and never a shameless plug we do have the ways in-person cleveland coming up in uh july so that one you'll have to check out that's it we also have f3 chat and amazing. yes um, and i will say for everyone out there i did my first panel yesterday was on how to pitch to a journalist and I actually give Fallon a shout out because your team does something she's, she's, great. she's great but honestly every single uh, GXO, RXO, XPO every single one incredible group to work with uh, it's, it's about building a relationship even in the PR side of things it's, they are very uh, Close to detail, communicate well, just nice people. To be you know, incredible people. So, um, I will say, uh, from a journalist standpoint as well, it's very, very incredible
1: to work with. And and happy. phenomenal communication. team yes. Liz, Matt, fan of the team. Anyone that can manage you deserves a <laughs> But
0: yeah, you're uh, playing <laughs> and jumping around so much. I wouldn't be surprised. No, they're incredible to work with, and it's, uh, it's it, when you say it's all the way down to think, an entry level. Yes, uh-huh. That's how. I can truly tell and it's, I work with so many different companies where I mean even
1: you could outsource that but you've grown that so well inside so what strikes me about GXS and I've been at the company for two years now. what strikes me about it is that for a company that has so much pedigree and has done this for 30 years yeah it, it's still a very flat structure as well, and everyone talks about it, and that actually allows great cross-pollination across the warehouses and across the management team to make fast decisions. Yeah. We make decisions quickly yeah. as a company, it's one, of, it's one of our strengths, I feel. You know,
0: on a personal level, because you, you come from the big side, it's down to your blood, really. What's, what's it like about being in, like, the trenches and, like, seeing from, like, an analyst perspective, right, of, like, kind of the outside view, now that you're in it, like, what's that like for you? Is there anything that's just surprised
1: you over these last couple of years? So, you know, the team is, is a very focused team. Yeah. And therefore, it has a number of the hallmarks that you would associate, typically, with an investment bank. We, we want to win, we want to do what's best for shareholders, and we're shareholders ourselves. No, so it's a, it's a very healthy culture, yeah. but it's also a, a culture that has an attitude whereby we come in early, we leave late, and we know what we do. And that, that has a lot of the hallmarks in my sales side career as well. Yeah. It's a very entrepreneurial culture, once again, very similar to what I was doing on the sales side. So there are a lot of similar hours day-to-day and there's lots of investor focus as well. Yeah, It's just you don't have to get the investors now yeah. to, to vote for you anymore, which is a relief.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, last question, more yeah. personal for you and actually more for me too. Yeah. What's it like to uh, ring those bells, and, uh, those opening bells? I know you just did one, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, right? That was fantastic. So.
1: What is that uh, like, uh, situation like? Is it, so we've done it twice now. Uh, yes. And. It is a phenomenal experience. Yeah. But the energy is out of this world. That's a day.
0: I-, I always wonder if it's like if it just seems like as energetic yeah. as it is. It's or it's truly that.
1: It's like, relatively unplanned, then you get up there. Oh, cool. And <laughs> as a result, there's an air of tension about it, and it's very exciting. I mean, no one no one's done more than our show. Yeah, but it's, that's uh, true. Uh, just a phenomenal experience. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, last time, uh,
0: two types ago, right? You had uh, the cutout. Um, I think Malcolm, right?
1: Um, Malcolm had the content back in August of 2021, but it's still kind restrictions. Yeah,
0: I love that, and it just it looks like so much fun, but I always wondered if it was like, it's like not as hype as it seems once you do it. But uh, there you go, everyone. Now we know it, it's as fun as you think it is. Um, thank you so much, Raven. Stay with me for a couple more minutes as well. This is great, yeah, I appreciate
1: the opportunity.
0: Yeah, I love it too. And for everyone out there, uh, clearly, point of sale is a community, so we actually do a weekly newsletter, goes out every Monday, I believe. Uh, head to freightways.com at the top of the page you'll see newsletters click point of sale uh, you can go ahead and register get that to your inbox every uh, week yeah and uh, on top of that too clearly we have this a podcast so you can listen to this anywhere you have podcast, um, which is like my favorite thing I like to say just anywhere you can listen to podcasts this will be there um, or you can check us out on YouTube or check us out on Freightways TV at tv.freightways.com and also I have my radio show which you were just on the channel with transport topics, yes. So now I oh, have to get you on the, my channel, or my radio show, Sirius XM Road okay. Still, what I get. yes. Uh, drive time every day. That's uh, 5 to 7 p.m. We'll be on tonight as well. Thomas will be with me. We'll be talking about the conference. Uh, we'll also have Ryder on with us too, so it'll be a fun one. But thank you so much. I appreciate nice it. Nice it. Really and uh, next time you hear from us, hopefully it'll be a, a Nelly picture involved. We'll see. We'll try to work You're it out. You're making it happen. Yes. maybe. maybe. <laughs> yes, great. Let's, man- let's manifest this right here. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching and have a great rest of your day. <laughs> I'm gonna back